Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Yeah, buddy, it's hour number four of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. L.A. Live's coming up at 540. Expressway is 20 minutes away. We have that Troy Aikman audio for you. Right now, it's an edition of Football's Finest with Eric Chiafalo. 877-881-1053. Should we draw out of a hat the final four remaining teams uh, for our G-Bag Survivor, or should we have to live with our own decisions and not leave it up to chance? You let us know at truckwreck.com, fantex 877 877- 881-1053. There's plenty of football news to get into, but I have some sounds, my favorite sounds of the football day. And I'd like to start with the uh, the Let's Go podcast. This is Tom Brady's. And Brady does it with Jim Gray. He had Edelman and Moss on. They were all on together. So it's Brady, Moss, Edelman. And Edelman is just a great storyteller. Listen to Edelman tell you the story uh, about their playing days in New England together. And it's it's about the time that Bill Belichick got mossed. Every offseason, we'd have some inspirational thing from Bill. This guy lays out an hour-long presentation on why Tiger Woods is Tiger f- Woods. <laughs> He's sitting there. You guys are over in Vegas in the offseason. This guy's hitting his seven iron he's at the greens putting and like three weeks later the whole tiger saga came out right (laughs) three weeks later randy as soon as it came out we're in stretch lines and bill walking around he got his little whistle and he's whistling or doing his little whistle twirl and all of a sudden you hear in the out of the out of left field hey bill hey bill (laughs) you see belichick he just shakes his head like he knew exactly what it was how about tiger (laughs) Whole <laughs> 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 team starts dying. Whole oh. team's going crazy. Belichick got mossed. <laughs> he got mossed. Yes, Great line there from Jim Gray at the end. I didn't know he had a single funny bone in his body. Uh, but that that is a uh, that is a fantastic story there. And when you're Randy Moss, you can do that sort of thing. You know, you can poke the the legendary Bill Belichick, who at that time was at the height of his powers. Uh, but a a great story there. Uh, it's Tiger Woods. He's yeah. dialed, of course. You guys are just partying, doing crazy stuff, and your time off. Be like this guy, and then the saga comes yeah. out. That's just perfect. It, you know what makes what makes a storyteller a great storyteller is if they can honestly, if they can do the imitation of the person they're they're talking. Yeah, about Edelman too. does a great. Edel- Edelman Belichick. can do. Really it does. seems like he can morph into different voices he's good at it yeah he's entertaining man very entertaining yeah so uh really appreciated that story there uh now the other uh another randy moss the funniest dude in that story though legendary at this point what are you gonna do with randy i mean you're not gonna bench him if you're bill 
Oh, absolutely. That video of, of Randy going into Bill's office, inviting him to the Halloween party. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that, that's that is, and, and then Bill shows up. Like yeah. he's like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll show up. It really was cool, though. Like when you think about when you start thinking, we always do it with quarterbacks, where it's like, man, where they go has so much of a factor in terms of how good they end up being, you know. And it goes. I mean, that is one of the greatest like different ends of the spectrum where we thought Randy Moss was done. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's in, he's in Oakland with the Raiders and his, it's like this guy, he does, he doesn't look like the Randy Moss. I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. This isn't Minnesota Vikings. Randy Moss. Did he age overnight? He is not the same dude. And then you put him in a place like new England, which is on the other end of the spectrum at the time of just, okay, we can make anybody, we can make average Joe Schmo look respectable. What can we do with a talent like Randy Moss, a washed-up Randy Moss? Is he? Well, I mean, look at the difference in Randy Moss as a Raider and Randy Moss as a Patriot. Now, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I imagine they could. You, you're talking about two completely different players. An explosion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he scored twice as many touchdowns in his first Jeez. year with New England than he did in his two years with the Raiders. <laughs> It was 23 touchdowns. It, that was a force of nature that year. Was that the year Brady broke the record? Yeah, that was 07? the 07 undefeated yeah. year. And it was just like, it, I don't care if it's Darrell Revis. I don't care who it is. We're going to drop a 50-yard TD bomb on your dome at least once a game. It was weird when they moved on from him because it just seemed unfair when they got Moss. It was like the last piece that just made the Patriots unstoppable. Yeah, it really was, dude. It really was. So, uh, great story there. Let's get to another one. This is a story. I believe this is. I've I've had this in the uh, in the bank here for a little while, but I believe this is from Pardon My Take, and they had Kyle Long on, who's the son of Howie Long, brother of Chris Long. Kyle Long's an offensive lineman in the NFL for some years. Really good player. And he's talking about going through the draft process. Mm -hmm. And he sat down. I don't even remember what team it was now, but Bill Callahan, a.k.a. running game Moses. That's him. Not football Jesus. No. But running game Moses. Running game game Moses. Moses. Bill Callahan, uh, one of the more legendary offensive line coaches in football history. I bring this to you because his son has now gone from Cincinnati to being the head coach in Tennessee with the Titans, and he might get his dad uh, from Cleveland to join him in Tennessee with the Titans. But listen to Kyle Long tell you he's a, he's about to be an NFL lineman. He's about to be drafted. He's sitting down with Bill Callahan. They're at the whiteboard doing their thing, and here's the story. Bill Callahan, I have my visit with him, pulls up a play. He says, all right, we're running this protection. We're running, you know, it's third down. This is the linebacker we're responsible for. Who are you blocking? Uh, he essentially said, this guy comes down. Who are you blocking? And he clapped like a second later, and he said, you can't play for me. Oh, oh damn. Because you didn't answer right away? Right away. He said, quarterback's hit. You can't play for me. Oh, I love mm. that. He left, and I did the rest of the meeting with Frank Pollock. <laughs> damn. <laughs> That's awesome. So to, to your question, I would say this. <laughs> he doesn't have any room for bullshit. Right. Yeah. If you play for Bill Callahan, just like if you play for Bill Belichick, you better know what you're doing. That's an interview with the Dallas Cowboys. That's running game Moses and Bill and Frank Pollock. They were they were they were oh, co- yes. they were they were co coaches. I think he was Frank was uh, the assistant offensive line coach that at that time. So yeah, that 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 right there, that's a meeting with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, interesting because I'm looking here. It looks like he was drafted in like 2013. Kyle Long was. Mm-hmm. So 2013 does that sound about right? Yeah, that, that 2012 uh, maybe. Frank, I, I'm just I'm putting I'm just putting Pollock and running game Moses together. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. 
That's yeah. classic, dude. Yeah. I think Frank took over for Bill when he left. Yeah, he was with the Cowboys from 2012 to 2014. Yeah. Just a, just a no bleeps kind of deal. Yeah. Gives you a second. Then he walks out. What a power move. Yeah. Just to walk out and be like, all right, I'm done. I've seen enough here. We're good. You're not You're not for me. Somebody else. Had a very strong him. personality. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I think Jason Garrett hated him by the time yeah. he left. Yeah, well, he called Jason Garrett the C word, basically. Yeah. Not well, he wanted to leave and Garrett he wanted to leave. Contract, he, had, he, right? he, had a, he had a shot to coach the, he had to be an offensive coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens. And, they, and Jason wouldn't let him out of the deal. Wow. And so that's. Yeah, by a technicality, he had a job that had the the, yeah. the, the same standard, but yeah. he wasn't really the OC. He was yeah. like assistant head coach or something. The running weird. game running coordinator, game coordinator yeah. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Call, yeah. Call him the C word. Yeah, I, I wonder if uh, I wonder if the Browns will grant him permission to just leave because I believe he's still under contract there as their offensive line coach. But if his Man. son wants him to to join him in Tennessee, I wonder if Cleveland will play nice or if they'll be like, "Nah, you're gonna have to like trade for him, Tennessee. Cleveland. I need a draft pick for this guy." Everywhere this guy goes, they their their rushing attack becomes <laughs> legit. They're, they're legit. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I, I might I might hold him up for some compensation if I Browns. if I'm the Browns. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, dude. I agree. I mean that that is a that's a legit to asset right I, there. I told you, I think the 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 third most important position on the coach. You got the head coach, the two coordinators. The next most important coach is your offensive line coach. I I, I will I will go to my grave with that one. And Billy sees one of the best of them. He is okay. Let's get you to Jared Goff. I believe he was on some local Detroit radio, and they asked him whether or not bulletin board material matters to the Lions quarterback. Uh, it depends what it is. What, what do you got? Skip Bayless, after your game, tweeted out the following. No, I don't care about anything he says. He can stop <laughs> now. It's, it's not... I love it. No, yeah. no oxygen. No oxygen. Yeah, no. It, 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 anything those guys say on daytime TV, you can you can skip over that. <laughs> okay, is he, right trying, is he trying to be funny there at the end when he uses the skip over that? Or is that just him? Ooh, is that just him ooh, not I, even realizing? I don't think that's how I, yeah, I smart think, he's I, being in that moment. I think he just said it. Sometimes genius accidental puns yeah. happen. Yeah, that's what I'd bet on. At I think that, that point. was accidental as well. Okay, uh, but we I, are giving credit to Jim Gray at the end of that for the yeah. uh, Belichick yes. got moss. Yes, I love that though. I mean, even Jared Goff is at a place where, and he becomes more likable by the second. Everything about the Lions, you know, is just uh, the Detroit likables, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we're at with them, but I, I thought everybody would appreciate that. As soon as he heard it was Skip Bayless, he just cuts him off. He's like, I don't care. No one cares. He's funny, man. He just had a back and forth today with the reporter that said, like, you guys have a lot of good players. And Jared Goff said, thank you. And then he said, but they might not be the superstars that the 49ers players are considered to be. And he said, uh, okay, never mind then. Yeah. <laughs> Take back the thank you. I think we're finally seeing the end of Skip. Like, Micah Parsons just absolutely roasted him on social media. And that thing's Numbers aren't viral. good, are they? The All numbers, week, yeah, the numbers, numbers are aren't down. good. You can clearly see the programmers yeah. have lost faith in his ability to cover a show with the outlandish things that he says because they've put so many other people on the show now. That's that's the deal. Yeah. So, by yeah. the way, friend of the program, listening, talking about listening, he says Billy C was the best we've ever had. Uh, Billy C. Billy C. Probably going to be a Titan. Mm. It's all right. Solari will get it figured out, won't he? Yeah. Uh, okay, and then the, the final clip here, uh, best football sounds of the day. This just, uh, I think there is a a Twitter thread that's going crazy right now about linebackers just generally having a screw loose. Like, if you're a great NFL linebacker, you aren't, 
you know, a normal human yeah, being. You're, wrong. you're a bit psychotic. Yeah. And they and the, the launching point was Roquan Smith, mm. who was mic'd up during the game the other day. And he just he wants to hit everything. It doesn't matter if the guy's an inch from hitting the ground. He wants to jump in there and get some contact. He's in your face. He's talking to you the whole time. And so everybody just started like quote tweeting and adding to it with different clips of different guys. And I saw this clip from 2003, a 60 minute sit down with Lawrence Taylor. Oh. And uh, it's based, it's Lawrence Taylor and the crack. First tried cocaine at a party during his rookie year in 1981. <laughs> And by his third season, he'd moved up to crack. <laughs> you write, I'd go through an ounce a day. There were times I'd be standing in the huddle. And instead of thinking what defense we were playing, I'd be thinking about smoking crack after the game. Well, like, well, you got to understand, though. Uh, it didn't affect my play. <laughs> That's the end of the clip. I don't know what else happens after that. Uh, but the insanity of Lawrence Taylor I am. Uh, I'm a little bit bummed. I didn't get to really live uh, and be the football fanatic fan through that time because that just seems like that. Uh, what what a what a truly insane person. What a nightmare. And then, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, hey, no, I want to smoke crack after the game. Yeah. Athletic playing freak. The, playing the Giants sucked. Been, with all the players that they had, especially that one. Would that be like a performance enhancer? Like I. Is that would that make him? I think I it's know. a speed thing for him. I think it was a kind of. A, He's getting off the ball a little bit quicker. No, because you're not smoking out. crack during the game, yeah, yeah. and the crack high is not going to last yeah. more than just a couple of minutes. So yeah. no, I would not see that as a performance enhancer. No. I, I think the fascinating thing is his energy and strength yeah. was so great that it didn't it didn't prevent him from being great. Right. I mean, most people they wither away. Yeah. You know, they're seeing ghosts. They're they get into a bad space of psych psychosis. If you do cocaine on a daily basis, you know, it doesn't take but five, six months for it to totally destroy a family. You know, mm. the fact that and he maintained a standard like it's not like, oh, wow, what happened to this player or that player? Oh, he's just not the same anymore. We saw that with the Mavericks. Yeah. You know, a guy went through a, a, a drug crisis, almost died in Las Vegas yeah. with the Mavericks. That's what cocaine does. I saw it in Portland with Sean Kemp. You know, guy went from being unbelievable to, wow, what, what's going on with Sean Kemp? He missed practice today. That's what cocaine does. Lawrence Taylor just kept on dominating. So when, when he said there at the end, it didn't affect my game, didn't make me worse. I'm like, yeah, you know. I mean, that was, what, 85, 86? We were playing with video games with him in 89. He was just he was dominating, wrecking every play. You couldn't kick field goals against the Giants in video games in the 80s. Couldn't block him. He would block know. all the field goals. Block. Extra points. You scored six points at a time. That was it against the New York Giants. Him, him, and, him and guys <laughs> like him and Derek Thomas. Yeah. I mean, incredible players from that time. Wow, dude. Derek Thomas was a little bit later, but... Both of them played. They were like blurs. So when hit, you watch the film, it was a blur. Right. I mean, you couldn't see the players; just a blur. So him yeah. being a you know a bit of a crackhead at the time, mm -hmm. like it almost it turns up the level of difficulty for him. I think so. So he's like he's playing on a even like almost like just just regular NFL level of difficulty is not quite enough for me. Let me take this up a notch. I'm gonna make it's it up. even harder on myself. I want to be feeding yeah. for no, crack yeah. right in the middle yeah. of the game. Yeah. Yeah. One of the greatest to ever play, and let me just slow myself down. He's even drooling more. at yeah. the mouth. Yeah. What a, what, a, what a savage. Okay, uh, now I also saw today that the Eagles were going to be interviewing Cliff Kingsbury as their offensive coordinator. Uh, he's obviously making the rounds. He was a senior offensive assistant or whatever for USC this past year. Yeah, I guess I guess he still is. He's, you know, trying, to unless, a, he's trying to get a full-time job. He's trying he to might get, get one of these gigs. Call up to the big leagues. And uh, I like the way this uh, Shane Half on Twitter 
put it uh, in regards to Kingsbury and the Eagles. He writes, are you tired of an Eagles offense that ranked fourth in RPO usage, (laughs) dead last in motion, dead last in under the center rate, and second to last in designed rollout rate? Well, then maybe I could interest you in Cliff Kingsbury, a guy who couldn't win games with Pat Mahomes in college, failed upwards into an NFL head coaching job, and then uh, who then pieced together an offense that ranked eighth in RPO usage, 30th in motion, dead last in under center rate, and 27th in design rollout rate. So Kingsbury, just at those, you know, just at a glance of those metrics there, is very similar the way he ran his Arizona Cardinals offense. Uh, as what the Eagles were just dealing with, where it was no motion, you're not getting under center, you're not rolling your quarterback out. That seems to be exactly, if you want to copy and paste your terrible offense from last year, <laughs> this guy might be the guy for the job. I could see it. You know? I, I would. I mean, I wouldn't, especially if you're Chicago and you're going to take Caleb Williams or, hell, even Well, they, they hired their guy already in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's official? Yeah, it's that, they took Damn the guy it. from Seattle. Well, teams just, yeah, teams Waldron. just did. Waldron. Yeah, Waldron. They Waldron. did hire Waldron. Yeah, we I, were kind of like, eh. I, I, I think Waldron's Maybe pretty Waldron good. Maybe Waldron will be okay. Teams that, just want to hang out with him, though. Like, there is there is no evidence that he is good at this job. Oh. What there's evidence of is the same with Brian Johnson. Let him work with your quarterback. Yeah. Yes, if he's you, good with QBs. If you like him that much, just pay him the three million bucks to do that job. But he ain't an OC and he ain't a head coach. You know? Definitely not a but head coach. But I, I, I think somebody else will give him at least one more chance to screw it up before the entire league knows it. And yeah. then he can just go into his old age as that assistant. I'd give him a shot. He's still banging 20-year-olds somehow. Sorry, I can't oh. believe I just said that. Oh. That's not like a good game. Walchuk's really starting yeah. to rub off on you, man. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. I mean, this, this guy's legendary. You oh, know, yeah. For how he is party this week. a handsome guy. He is. Through the sport. He's probably, honestly, too handsome for Philadelphia. There, I said it. Yeah, I don't think he's going go to I don't Philly. think, you don't identify with the, the, the Eagle fan. You know, he's not man of the people guy on the sidelines. Maybe the Raiders. They're going to turn do. on you in a second. Raiders could use a new QB. Can that work? We do have some news out of Philadelphia, though, and uh, we'll get to that. We have audio from Troy Aikman as he assesses the offseason situation. Does he still trust Dak and why Dak and the offense are under even more pressure now? It's time to hit the expressway. We'll go commercial free to the top when we get back here in the nation. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Welcome back, GBAC Nation. Hope you're having a great day. It's time now for the Expressway. We're going to go commercial-free to the top. The Expressway is brought to you by the on-time experts. And um, we have some Troy Aikman audio here coming up in just a second. I wanted to... I wanted to tell you what Nick Sirianni said, though. This is funny. This is so pathetic. Uh, Howie Roseman has made his uh, first misstep, I I think, here in a while. Now, he does not have a great eye for head coaches. And no disrespect to Doug Peterson, but, I mean, they won the Super Bowl with him then let him go a couple of years later on. Um, But here's Nick Sirianni, who should have been fired. He says, in my mind, you better believe I'm thinking, how do I reprove myself I was a young coach that Mr. Lurie and Howie and this organization trusted to give the job to. I had to prove myself that this guy can lead the organization like they asked me to. And I had to prove myself from then. Did I have to sell my vision to Lurie? No, because it was business as usual. But but you better believe I'm thinking about that one and six finish and I'm going to prove them right again. And it's inspiring. You know, there's no doubt this guy wants it really bad. Um, because his emotions got the best of him uh, consistently. Uh, you can see it happening in games, and you can see the disconnect uh, on the roster, you know, with multiple different groups of people not liking decisions that were made and the bad culture that was created. So I think you just relish in that. I think the reason Mr. Lurie is not going to fire him ultimately, Brian, is probably pretty clever. He knows next year is going to be a rebuilding year. And you might as well fire him next year after he takes all of the arrows from the fans. That's a, that's a little bit of cover you're trotting out there. Plus, it's not going to be a big, I don't think it's going to be a big winning year for the Eagles. You know, maybe he'll make it so bad you end up tanking all the way to the cellar and, and you get a top five pick. There you go, man. Bryce lie like a fox. That, that that's be. how you think. How Like Sirianni's just, he's going to be my meat shield. Yes, He's going to take that, and then boom, we'll be picking us all the way, man. By the by, the time all these players hate each other by Halloween, boy, we might be heading for you know a great place to take a quarterback. Yep, exactly. Go get yourself another franchise quarterback. That's probably exactly what he's thinking. If it doesn't work, then oh well. I wonder what the what the out is on on Jalen Hurts' contract. I need to look at this here. I think I was seeing yesterday his contract uh, is one that is tradable. You know, mm-hmm. unlike Dax, where I think that that thing's pretty hard to move. I think it might be impossible. Jalen Hurts, I, I saw some outlet report that that thing could be traded, much like Carson Wentz was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dak got the body slam deal there with the no franchise tag and and uh, yeah. no trade clause. Yeah. He uh, he kicked some serious ass there in that negotiation. Todd France did a nice job on Todd that. Todd France didn't mess around. Yep. I mean, if you're if you are negotiating against the cavemen, aka the Jones boys, history will tell you just keep asking and keep waiting. And it doesn't even matter if you have one of the worst injuries for your position in the history of the sport; they're still going to give it to you. You know, they uh, at some point I think if they're going to get a negotiate like this, you actually have to be able to tell your friends who are on your roster, Jerry, we're moving on from you. You know, we we said this and we found out everybody doesn't believe us. So this is what you call, you know, changing your game up a little bit. If you're playing poker and you are sitting there bluffing everybody and all of a sudden, 30 minutes later, everybody is calling you and being like, I know you're the bluffer here. And they keep calling you and turning over the winning cards. You can't bluff anybody. Right. So now you got to play for real. You got to make them be like, oh, crap, they're playing for real. And how's that, how's that start? Probably not with Dak Prescott's contract, but one of these, you got to do it. If you're going to negotiate that tough, you actually got to plant the seed in the agent and the player's heads that, holy crap, you remember what happened two years ago? This guy thought he was just getting the cavemen to fold, and they took him all the way down to the, the 12th hour and then said, okay, goodbye. That, that, that would buy you some credibility, cavemen, 
if you're on your way home listening right now. I don't think Steve will be anymore after after Broadus put him in a body bag yesterday, though, won the G-bag of the day. I mean, you got his yeah, ass. Well, that was good. I just, like I said, I well, hell. I just wonder, I wonder, because you hear, you hear things in the organization about being aggressive and then maybe they're not going to, you know, they're going to let these contracts ride. And, you know, so you just, it's it's kind of difficult right now to to pinpoint the direction that you, you kind of feel like you you understand personnel wise what they have to do. The court the the coach is kind of set up for you understand where he's at. The quarterback is the interesting one for me. That that you yes, know, that's would, fascinating. Would, would this team just kind of tie the two together, the head coach and the quarterback? They're both in lame duck seasons. And just let it ride and see and and I know Bobby came on this morning and was talking about that maybe they worry about the you know, being in a bad spot like they were in the early 2000s. You have Trey Lance here, though. And, and, I, and I know Trey Lance, he's played some NFL games. But to me, like you start to talk about if you can't draft a quarterback, an upper-level quarter, you can't get that guy. Now, maybe one would fall to him. But, I mean, I, I think I would let it ride. I think I would. At I least think, for a year. I let it ride. I absolutely should. You know what? And the reason I let it ride is because nobody over there is going anywhere. Right. Right. That, to me, if there's going to be one time for this team to sit there and just say, you know what? No, we're not going to. We're not going to give this guy fifty. And I've talked to you guys about this before. No. I I was one of those fans, and maybe similar to their thinking, where it's like, man, we lucked in to those quarterbacks, to Romo and Dak. But I think now you're starting to see more and more teams are doing this. If you don't have that guy that you think is able to be a Mahomes or take your team to the next level, and you've got multiple chances and opportunities with that guy and he's failed, yeah. you've got to be willing to move you on. Do. That's what I'm saying. The, the and there's whole, options now, which well, there weren't before. That's right. And you and you have options. But currently. this organization is risk-free, and they stick to their guys until they can't play anymore. So yeah. you you got to break two massive trends. It makes all the sense in the world, Brian. No, yeah. I think smart teams would do that. But yeah. I, I think the only reason they're going to let this play out is because that's what they've done with Dak Prescott. See, I Dak and his agent won't do a deal until you're right up against it, and they've maximized the value. Man, and then now I don't now I don't know why they then why did you trade for Trey Lance? You know, did you trade for Trey Lance to be the backup guy? You know, to, to after next year to walk too. You know? That's a good question. I, I I don't know. See, I'm, there's there's the Mozzie Smith question. Why do you lose all the weight? Okay, there's the Trey Lance question of, you know, why are you bringing him in? Are you protecting yourself for Dak? You yeah. know, are you are you getting ready to? Are you getting ready to? To are they made the decision already that they're not going to extend Dak? Maybe they thought realistically that Dak would get hurt and throw a bunch of picks again. And he's yeah. like, dude, if he if he gets hurt, and misses five games, and still leads the league in picks, maybe we won't extend him. But after this year. I think that that Trey Lance is is now your backup as you're moving on from Cooper Rush. Yeah. At least I hope they at least give him that chance. John Mashota did a story with Troy Aikman's audio here, uh, speaking at the George W. Bush Presidential Center in Dallas. It's uh, it was it, it recognized it was recognized that Dallas was as the number one sports business city by Sports Business Journal. So congratulations, all the sports business people out there. We did it, man. We're number one. Nice. And Troy was talking. He was was talking about Dak. Does he still believe in him and the new challenge that Prescott is facing? Here's Troy. For him, and really for the team, isn't so much what happens in the regular season now. It's how are they going to play and how is he going to play once you get into the postseason. That makes for a long year uh, when, when that's the way it works. And, and I've been there as well, as far as when the expectations are that high. But 
Uh, I still believe in DAC. I, I think that until you do it, there's there's always those criticisms. And I know Peyton Manning went through that his first three years. He didn't win a playoff game. And then you look back on it now, you can't imagine that anybody questioned whether or not he could win a playoff game. And, you know, the Cowboys have been through that earlier in their franchise history. So um, the pressure gets higher, for sure, uh, as they go into this offseason and then next season. Uh, but it makes it hard. It makes it hard to come back and, and, and put themselves in a position to do it all over again. You know, the, the, everybody talks about the proverbial window and how long it's going to stay open. Um, it's hard in this league to keep around. You know, we just assume that because these key guys will be back, that they'll continue to play at a high level, win 12 games, and put themselves in that position. And it just doesn't always work that way. So, you know, it's going to be a long year. I mean, it, it's win big or nothing matters. And it's tough because you go through a joyless regular season like that. Yeah, People right. aren't celebrating your small and medium-sized victories anymore. Yeah. They're not standing for you after you barely beat a sub-500 team on a Cowboys Monday. They're just crossing their arms and saying, let's see it in January. Get to the NFC title game or, or none of this matters. And that is a pressure cooker to be in. It's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen a team get that level of expectation without having more success in the postseason. Usually it's a team that's won the Super Bowl. And the fan base is like, anything short of that just isn't good enough, buddy. You better get back there and win that Super Bowl for us because we like that and we don't like losing in the playoffs anymore. That's usually where the expectations come from. Troy is saying somehow the Cowboys have found themselves with a spoiled, entitled fan base insisting on Super Bowl or nothing without ever having done jack squat. And that's a tough place to be. I I, I don't know how it's going to play out. I think I think Dak's tough as nails. You know, I I think mentally he will not cave to the pressure. No, he won't. Um, I agree with that. But 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 oh, but over the the rest of that roster, you know, that can that can that is a a, a recipe for you know the sort of animosity that can flare up and resentments that can flare up like what we just saw with Philadelphia. You know, if they decide not to extend him, maybe that's the galvanizing moment for McCarthy and Dak. They don't believe in either one of us right now. You know, maybe that's the moment where, like, you know, it's now it's about time. Well, let's show them. They don't believe in us. Maybe this is that, to me, that galvanizing moment. I say it thinking that, that you know, that, that those two, you know, that could, could look at it and, you know, hey, we have to do this for each other. If we're going to do this, and Dak defended Mike McCarthy in the post. How about the rest of the 52 guys on that team, too? They all defended absolute, McCarthy, absolute, Mike McCarthy, their head coach. Absolutely. And the ones that still, I mean, hey, maybe absolute, there's a little bit of doubt on Dak. Absolutely. But I think there's a, most of the people in that locker room do love Dak Prescott. They absolutely do. And that's what, I to me, I, I just feel like that maybe Jerry and Steven and them are tying these two together. And they're saying, you know, you two figure this out. And they And if there's... If there's everything that we believe about what Mike thinks about Dak and Dak thinks about Mike, you know, then then try and bet against him. You know, try and bet against him. The Joneses have bet uh, bet against Dak before and waited and waited and waited on a contract extension. What happened? Now he has no trade, no franchise tag, no this, no that. Short, you know, we're, we, it seemed like just two years ago we were talking about Dak and a contract extension. You know, it was going to come down. When's it going to happen? And now we're already back at the table again. Well, if they're going to continue to do things the exact same way, I would rather have them move on because I, I think moving on and drafting a guy in, on his rookie salary schedule actually gives you a chance to win the Super Bowl with this model. Yeah. Because then you would have the extra 30 million or 40 million, hell, maybe even 50 mil 
that it would take yeah, to to pay up enough of the roster to win like that. And I think there's a number of rookie quarterbacks coming in playing at generally yeah. the same level that Dak Prescott you, is. You might be able Some to even better. You might be able to get, do a deal similar to what Jordan Love has at Green Bay. You know, the, you know he yeah. hasn't played. He's waited for four years, and now you took that fifth year and you bumped the fifth year up in order to kind of give it a you know like your starting quarterback. So. Maybe that's something that they could do with Lance if it comes to that point where yeah. he's not a, a $50 million quarterback. I mean, he's he, yeah, you 20, could draft one. He's and, a $25 million quarterback or a $20 million quarterback. I, I think it would just, it would be exciting to be into that place where you're, you know, trying out guys who either because their salary is so low or their talent is so high could legitimately put you in a championship window. We never really got a great chance to do it with Dak's contract because there was so much money uh, on Tony Romo's. Okay, year one, Tony's still on the team. Mm-hmm. Year two is part of Tony's dead money. Year three is the rest of Tony's dead money. And then you had one year in in 2019, um, but Des was trending out at that point, and you had a huge dead money hit on his. So you never got the full benefit of having Dak Prescott on his, on his rookie salary scale, never got to load up the roster like a lot of these other teams are doing. You're getting a $50 million discount. I don't know how, if you're the Joneses, that can't be highly appealing to you right now. I love everything Brian said about tying these two together and saying, hey, this might be your last chance with the Cowboys, Mike and Dak, go do it. Uh, but I, I just don't think they would. Here's more Troy Aikman asked about how surprised he was that it ended when it did. Pretty shocked, yeah. In fact, I did not. My season ended last weekend uh, with the divisional round, and, and so I'm free this weekend, and, and I really anticipated that Dallas would be playing in the championship game and figured that it would be in San Francisco, so I, I was planning on going to the game. Didn't book a vacation after my season, and so I, I really liked this team all year long. Thought they were really talented. I thought Green Bay could give them some problems. Uh, I get a chance to see all these teams. Matt Lafleur is outstanding. I thought that I thought he'd have some things that gave him a chance, and he clearly did. But I thought that the Cowboys would. Uh, I thought they'd separate themselves there in the second half, and it didn't happen. It was just, you know, it's the it's the same old story, and I, and I don't mean that as a criticism. It's just. When I'm asked about the Cowboys as to why they have struggled, they've played, they've put together some really great regular seasons, and they just have not, for whatever reasons, played their best football when the games matter most. And you know that's that's what you have to do. I mean, that's the key to winning in the postseason and, and then getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, stunning. You know, I couldn't believe that they were that bad. But after watching Green Bay play against San Francisco, I was like, wow, that wasn't an accident. Green Bay is actually better. Yeah. You know, the struggles against Seattle and Detroit, obviously Buffalo, Miami, that was telling the truth for us. And the, the Washington game was just a reprieve from legitimate, credible NFL competition as soon as they stepped on the field. You know, what, what's left to be determined now is, does this team have the culture, the temperament as a group? We know a couple of them do, but are they, are they legit getting worse under the pressure? They said the, th- the yeah. thing that separates the greats is when the pressure gets dialed up, they're just doing their normal thing. They're present. They're not getting eaten up and psych- psyching themselves out. Yeah. You know, are, are the Cowboys getting into a mental state that's making them worse? I, I didn't consider that last year because obviously they whooped Tampa. You know, they played great in Dak's rookie year in, in 2016. But the psychological group uh, stuff is, is, is weird now. And as the pressure mounts, as Troy said, I think the degree of difficulty goes up. Yeah. It's time now 
for us to go into the Pimp Cup where Lucius Alexander has L.A. Live. All right, you squares, time to go. Here we go. Time to tote. Yep, time to tote. <laughs> hey, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> Stumbling and fumbling with my headphones, bro. I'm sorry about that. That's live radio. All right, did we say something about the on-time experts and now they sponsor yes. this situation? They're from Whoa. the on-time experts. Salute. All right, just yeah. making sure. Just making guy. sure. Doing a little inventory right here. Yeah. All right, let's get into a hump day edition of L.A. Live right after the great Rick James, y'all. <laughs> If Andy yearns for Brenda and Brenda cares about Charlene, who pines for Andy, the three of them form one of these. Kara. What is that, threesome? Mm, no. <laughs> Roger. What is a love triangle? Yes, that's it. <laughs> Kara has obviously had much more experience oh, than oh. I. Oh, come on. Alex. Come on, Alex. It's Butt Naked Wednesday. Yeah, it's a Butt Naked Wednesday here in L.A. Live for January 24th, 2024. Uh, like I said, it is a Butt Naked Wednesday. Word to Miss Badu. I, too, was born underwater with $3 and six dimes. Yeah, peace to the gods. Hope you had a productive day. Uh, if you work second shift, I hope you have a productive day. Third shift as well. I say that respectfully. Carter, I want to give my hand clap to Carter in here. If you don't know who Carter is, he is our college aficionado around here. Uh, University of Oklahoma graduate. And the visual man's at 105.3 The Fan. The visual man's. The if you're looking man. on the cameras, yes. Uh, if you see any cameras, you're looking through the eye of Carter around here. Carter told me yesterday he ran five miles. Not bad. Five yeah. miles for a workout. I said, I'll be damn five <laughs> miles. Yeah. Holy smokes. He's a beast. He looks like a bit of a runner. I need to do more. He does. Yep. He's a stringy fellow. Yeah. He's a, str- he's, he's a stringy fellow. Cross country guy. Yeah, cross country kind of guy. I appreciate the five miles. I am more impressed with 16 pull-ups myself. Well, I, you know what? I, I've been trying to find the motivation to do things. I, I do appreciate Dawson it. on the pull-ups got me yeah. motivated to get yeah. some pull-ups yeah. in. You know, get the shoulders back right. And then Carter. I was like, man, let me get my cardio right again. Carter ran five whole damn miles. Yeah. So when I woke up this morning, I was productive. Yeah. I uh, cleaned the carpet. I washed the carpet like a little carpet cleaning machine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, shampoo the carpet. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. Shampoo the carpet. Thank you, Dawson. I was you drowning it. right there. You got it. Yeah, shampooed the carpet because the rescue dog uh, decided it was too cold outside, so maybe I should just pee right next to Daddy here on the floor. So I step out, and my socks was wet, and I said, man, Uh. let me shampoo this carpet. Shampooed the carpet. Then I went to the gym, got on the treadmill. I put the uh, incline at 4.5. Whoa. I would go out there and run on the streets like Carter, but I did break my ankle like a year or something ago, and I didn't want to test it like that. But I had the incline 4.5, then I had the speed at 4. Okay. okay. And I went for a whole 67 minutes. Look at you, dude. Man. I was all out, bro. I was listening to a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I was watching a video as well. Yeah. And everything was all good till about that 3.5 mile mark. 
that all the words they were saying started to sound like this. I couldn't hear anything. I'm just trying to finish up. I'm just sweating. I couldn't see anything. Everything was just blurry. Uh, yeah, like I took shrooms or something while I was working out. It was amazing. When you step off that treadmill, it takes at least 60 seconds, if not more, to regain just like normal. Like equilibrium. Everything just feels off. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So after I did my four miles, I definitely stepped off and thought it was a medical emergency for a second. I said, man, I did too much. Yes. I pushed myself too hard. At a 4.5 incline, though, that's that's a, a serious degree of yeah. difficulty at it. It was yeah. It was good because the podcast was funny and everything, but that 3.5. And now, were you changed. jogging or fast walking? Fast walking, fast yeah. walking, like strong up that hill. You know what I mean? I do. You're you're beast on that. I remember when we were doing a treadmill contest back in the day, and we were trying to get our best time, and and you showed up, and we're like, yeah, I, I hit it last night. I did like five minutes and twenty seconds. Oh man, for a that while. mile, that yeah. mile. Yeah, I don't think I can do that now. It'd be a while. It'd probably be yeah. March if I keep going like this. It'll probably be March before I get those. Good you beat five. Mike like Elf did that one time. Who happened? Like when Elf beat uh, Baskin. Oh, yeah. I think Lucius could have kicked their ass <laughs> both of their asses. <laughs> Elf and Baskey, that's legendary. I can't right see Baskey competing no. with anybody and losing. Baskey lose? Um, he lost, quote unquote. Yeah. Did he break the treadmill afterwards? Or claim somebody was cheating? <laughs> well, there was some cheating. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. It was a radio bit. Come on, fam. And Mike's like, what? I got to say that I lost to you? Yeah. Okay, you're in like charge that. of the show, I guess. I guess I lost. <laughs> well, I got mine in. I appreciate you, Carter, for giving me that uh, motivation. Also, yeah. my playlist was fire during a workout. It's huge. Well, I might make it public one day. I might make it public. It's not a surprise, Lucius. I feel like you do have the best taste in music. Okay. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate- it's a butt naked Wednesday here in L.A. Live. G-Bag Nation, 105.3 Defend. I have a question for the Tolos. A Tolo is a turn it on, leave it on listener to this station, all right? So if you're not familiar with that, a turn it on, leave it on listener. And Tolo. I asked the Tolos, what's up, brother? Mm. Oh, you just said Tolo? You would Tolo. Yeah, just punctuation. Oh, Tolo did. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I That's asked what the Tolos. Tolos say. We're out and about. Like, Tolo! Tolo! And they yeah. yell. Yeah. Fish out of water? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I asked the Tolos on Facebook, they follow me there, uh, to name an athlete that could have been great. You could have been somebody, kid. You could have been a contender. Who could have been great? I asked this to the Tolos that follow me on Facebook, and I got answers like Harold Miner. He was Baby Jordan at one point, y'all. Ooh. Yes. I'm not sure about uh, Baby Jordan. I think he might have just been a dunk contest guy. Yeah. Because he had a shot, you know? He was, like, dialed in and everything and yeah. trying his hardest to learn, but he just I – don't, I don't know if he had the full game. He was just, like, a, a, a good bench guard, Harold Miner. Jay-Z had That's a bar that said – you washed up like Harold Miner. Yeah, yeah, that was awful, man. You don't want Jay Z to say something like that about you, bro. David washed Irving. up on marijuana. Yeah, <laughs> Irving's a good one. David Irving was that guy for me that, yeah. that oh, could have yeah. been great. David Irving's a good one. Yeah. David Isn't Marcus Dupree the greatest that ever was? Marcus yes. Dupree is on the list, bro. That was a lot of people. Great. Was that thirty for thirty? That's yeah, a 30 it was great. For 30, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. You know, when I go basketball, I think of this guy. He was a playground legend, uh, late '90s, Lenny Cook. Okay, mm. and this guy I would read about him like in 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 New York City coming yes. through high school. You would you would read about these guys like in Source magazine or yes. you know some kind of yes, Sports right. Illustrated feature. That yes. was what we did in the '90s trying to find. So this guy was like coming up and he was legendary, and all of a sudden he got to college and like his life just fell apart. Yep. And the next thing you know, 
you know, Lenny Cook was 27 years old on in, you know, coaching teams at the Rucker instead of dominating in the NBA. That is a fact. That is a 100% fact. Name an athlete that could have been great. He could have been somebody. Uh, Marcus Vick, that is Michael Vick's little brother. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, he just needed some discipline. <laughs> Roy Tarpley. Mm. He's been yes. my dad's buddy in the clubs. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was a force of nature. You know, you talk about like these Shaq dudes who are tall and nimble. Yeah. And like so powerful still. Yeah, he, he was a problem. Big Roy. Sean Lee. Sean Lee made the list. Sean Lee, absolutely. Could have been a Hall of Famer if he could have stayed healthy. All the injuries. Yep. Uh, Penny Hardaway. Of Vince Young, if he didn't go to Tennessee, somebody said. Yeah, he wanted Well, Jeff Fisher didn't want him. Man, bring Vince Young into this NFL. Oof, the UI was nasty. Maurice Claret? Yes, yes, he he did make the list as well, sir. Thank you. Foot speed. Yep. Uh, my, My old program director... Says Dak Prescott. Come on. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on. Funny guy. Come on. Should have been on air. With jokes like that. <laughs> Should have been on air. <laughs> Name an athlete that could have been great. Josh Hamilton. Yeah. Brian Bosworth. I love Boz. Boz. I love Boz. Those Dr. Pepper commercials of the great Fansville. Yeah, I oh, love so Boz, man. Representing Irving. The quarterback. He's been sucked in the portal. <laughs> my Dr. Pepper hand. Bo Jackson. Wow. Yeah. Bo Jackson was amazing to watch on Sundays, man. What a gift it was to be a little Lucius. You turn on TV and there's damn Bo Jackson just going crazy in the Broncos. (laughs) Yes. That 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 was another one of those deals that took over everything. Yes. Bo knows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. It was it was the level of Tyson and Jordan. Yeah. It was it was early nineties, bro. It was so big. Uh, Pause. Josh Howard. (laughs) Oh yeah. There was a period there where Josh Howard was awesome. That's weed. That's weed. <laughs> Rodwick Bobois. <laughs> Peter Warwick. What happened to Peter Warwick? Man, Peter Warwick was so damn. He got drafted by the Bengals and just yeah. wasn't good in the NFL. He fizzled. Fizzled. Aaron Hernandez. Come on, fam. What are you doing? <laughs> Not going to lie, I did think about that as well. Joey Gallo. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Gallo. He tried really hard. <laughs> yeah, Mike Holt. <laughs> what are we doing? Jerickson Profar? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Johnny Menzel, Lynn Bias, Mike Bassick. <laughs> Tolo said Mike Bassick. They're trolling. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. Tried his hardest. Uh, Mike did. Ricky came back and had a great year. Ricky had a great He did, dude. I mean, that guy made it on full-on intensity and effort. You know, Bassick just, Mike? just oh, getting man. to the big leagues. He couldn't throw very hard. Yeah, he know? max he maxed himself out. Yeah. He should be he should be extremely proud of himself. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> I think the Ranger is uh, is it David Clyde? Is that the yeah, name yeah, that the old timers talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. nineteen seventy four. Yeah, seventy three. Max himself out is hilarious. Uh, name an athlete. It could have been great. <laughs> squeezed all the juice out of himself. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and it was worth the damn he's, squeeze. He's maxed out, buddy. He made it. He made it, dude. Good for you. He made it for 14 games this time. Back to the minors. We'll see you maybe in a couple years. Uh, name an athlete that could have been great. Touchdown Trey Johnson. Your mama hit me up and said, put you on the list, bruh. Wow, Johnson. You might want to holler at your mama. Shout out to Alala. <laughs> Ryan Leaf. Wait, wait. Her name's A La La. Aunt La La. She's the oh, one that I- trolls the Cowboys. Oh, La yes, La. Yeah. I love your aunt. Yeah, like she buys all of the gear to every team that the cow. And she's celebrating right now. I told you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> she's loving it right now. Thanksgiving's a hoot. Man. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Leaf. Oh, there you go. That's good. What happened to Ryan Leaf? 
Uh, drugs. Drugs. He's making a comeback now in media. He's o- doing a great opioids. job in media. Yeah, he's, he is. he's doing broadcasting. Yeah. Thievery. You don't have to do any pee test in media. Mm. Guy guy would look <laughs> up in the newspaper victims of car accidents Yeah. in Montana, go to their house and be like, hey, Ryan Leaf, legendary quarterback. I'm here just to wish you well. I saw you were in a car wreck. Can I use your restroom? Would hit the medicine cabinet mm-hmm. and was, was doing similar things while coaching college football. Like, like a running back got an ACL word. I got to go see him after practice. <laughs> see, when's I mean, surgery? That's, a, that that's is, a new level of addiction. Or maybe yeah. that is just an addict in general. Yeah, yeah. addicts are really resourceful. Man, that's They are wild. super resourceful when it comes to getting what they need. Who was the quarterback at Cedar Hill in the 2000s that Walt always talks about? Will? I'm sorry. I should be remembering his name because he was so dang good. One of the best quarterbacks ever won a state title in Crap. Texas. But there's a number of guys that are around that size that dominated everybody that made it to the NFL when they were in high school. And it's just amazing that those next four years of college don't deliver them to the NFL after being so outstanding. It's crazy that you say something about high school. Uh, Jonathan Gray, best high school running back ever. They said. Will Cole. Sorry. Back to you. No, it's all gravy, baby. Derrick Rose. Mm -hmm. Uh, Des Bryant. Who? They said Des Bryant didn't reach the full potential out there. That's what happens when you play for the Cowboys, bro. <laughs> yeah, it is William Cole. William Cole? Yeah, William Cole. The weather Cole. guy? No, the former Cedar Hill quarterback committed Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Booby Miles? Wait yeah, Booby. <laughs> he just needed like a f- to be a few years younger, and he would have been able to catch the knee reconstruction. Yep. <sighs> A lot of players. Yeah. A lot of players. Bernard out there. King. Yeah, a lot of players. Just needed a microfracture surgery. Yeah. The science just wasn't fair with me yep. in my time. Yep. Yeah. That's how I feel about the internet. Man, if you just would have been there for me when I was younger, bro. RG3, uh, Flash Gordon, Josh Flash Gordon, Tony Dumas. What? Mm. I feel like he was doing great, man. He was a good player. Yeah, my best friend in high school. That was his uh his little nephew. It was I mean his uncle was Tony Dumas. Every time we would hoop, be like, oh, Tony Dumas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward. Jay Williams. They having a motor- somebody motor- said some motorcycle, motorcycle accident. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yep, sure did. Travis Frederick. Yeah. Jamarcus Russell. Oh, Jamarcus. Jamarcus. He's a great player. Oh, that's Get good. over it. Get over it. Mike Lombardi. What, a, what an idiot. <laughs> Justin Blackman was a good text, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good one. That's that liquor, right? Yep. He's I'm, an alcoholic. Yeah, and, that uh, liquor got a hold of him. Rolando McClain. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'd love to go fishing. He was fired. Yeah. <laughs> he barely even was like that dedicated to football. It yeah, was one just, of the best linebackers. Yeah, incredible. Like, okay, I guess. He was huge. I really don't like this sport, but I'll I'll go kill it at linebacker for another 16 games. Get it to pay for his bass boats and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Man. Keith Van Horn. Ooh, Keith Van Horn. Oh, Man. wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's slow. Oh, Rocket Israel. Man, I love Rocket Israel so much, man. Yeah, he was cool. Oh, my God. When he ran that, uh, when he played for Notre Dame. Yes. Championship game, ran the opening kickoff back, and then they called it back. What a yeah. badass. Bro, it's Colorado. Yeah, it was so amazing, yeah. man. Well, what about uh, Desmond Howard? Well, he's Super Bowl MVP. He was, yeah, he's MVP. But yeah, but, I hear you. But, but like for, for, the, for the what he was, yeah, he ended up just being a special. He was picked fifth, o- fourth overall in that. Yeah. Fourth like, overall, and he ended up really just being a special. He wasn't really much of a threat offensively, yeah. kind of deal throughout his career. Yeah, yeah, like Com- Ted Ginn Jr. Commanders guy, yeah. speaking yeah. of yeah. Re- yeah. touchdown returns in a championship game. Yep, yeah. uh, RG three, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, the injuries, man. Yeah, that, 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 rookie, that rookie season he was, was awesome. Yeah. He really was. I remember I got in trouble for uh, putting on the Twitter, breaking knees, RG3 is down. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of saying breaking news. Oh, <laughs> breaking that's knees. That's kind of insensitive. <laughs> Sorry, I, I see why you got banned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, damn, what'd I just do? Yep, my bad, man. I was just trying to get the likes. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. I said Travis Frederick. You did. All right, and the last one right here, Uncle Rico. They were playing on the... Oh, Uncle yeah. Rico, Uncle they were Rico, definitely playing. Man. Hey, Rico was one of the ones, though. He was one of the ones. Mm-hmm. All right, G-Bag of the Day. We do it every weekday here on The Fan at 2.30. If you see anything floating out there, don't be afraid to hit me up, man. At Lucky Lucius P on social media. Lucius Alexander on Facebook. Or you can follow every last one of us if you find G-Bag Nation on Twitter, okay? It's right in the bio. Our winner right here is our very own Brian Broadus. Uh, he's fingering Stephen Jones. This is Stephen Jones's team. Yeah. Right now, and 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 if and if Jerry's number one fault is handing it off to somebody that's ultra conservative that way, yeah, then then go ahead and blame him. But right now, I I I think the blame's going the wrong direction here myself. So it needs to be Steven. Steven needs to be in the blame. I think St- I think yeah. yeah. I think I think when you start to talk about when they the you know they don't want to change. They Both don't want Bill Belichick walking in here or Jim Harbaugh walking in here and saying, we need to do this differently personnel-wise. I don't like the way we're doing this personnel-wise. You know, I don't like this. I don't. They don't want that. They don't want that. It's easy for them now. Mike's not going to get in their way about personnel. Mike's not going to get in their way and say, oh, well, you know, like I want him to go in there and say, hey, we need to do something different here. He's not. He's not going to do it different. It's totally comfortable for the way that these guys operate now. It is. They don't have anybody questioning their personnel moves. They get to draft. They get to sign players, their own players. They don't do things that the guy in Philadelphia does or people who are fighting for their jobs. That's what this football team is. They've handed it off from a guy who used to do crazy-ass things, and I was part of the crazy-ass things he did. Okay. Like, yeah, you were. You know, and it, you know what? You the crazy-ass... I almost said an S-word there. The crazy-ass <laughs> stuff will get you fired, you know? But he handed it off, and that's where we are now. That's where we are with this football team. They don't want to change because it's it's they could operate in the way that they're comfortable operating, you know? That's the whole... Yeah. That's the problem. And it ain't Jerry. Jerry's just stepping back. He's 81 years old, but he still has all the titles and stuff. But he ain't in there rolling up his sleeves, doing the nuts and bolts stuff. It's Steven Jones doing this stuff. It's Steven! It's Steven! It's you! Come on, Steve. Damn it, Steven. Uh, Mr. Brian Brothers, could you stand up and show the courtroom yeah. which one is Steven Jones? Yeah. Could you just point at him, please? Uh, it's the gentleman right <laughs> yeah, there. The gentleman. <laughs> Good afternoon, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Objection. Yeah. All right, Lord willing, the creek don't rise. That's my time. I'm pulling out. I'll see y'all tomorrow on a Thursday Thursday. Thank you so much, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on The Fan. Eric, what do you want to do next? Uh, we have the Jim Harbaugh news. Uh, it is officially broke. Where has he ended up? The NFL is where Jim Harbaugh is. We'll give you the details on that. And what was Hart playing on the Mavs broadcast? That's next year in the nation. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.